0: hello welcome to the self learning podcast by dr shushma singh let us start discussion on unit 7 components of decentralized development equal distribution of benefits of development and our topic is indian scenario independent india set out to overhaul its colonial under development on the basis of planned development of its agriculture industry and human resources it was to be based on an overall assessment and evaluation of needs of india's autonomous development free of subordination to the metropolitan interest as also for banishing poverty and promoting equity and social justice for this optimum utilization of existing resources was imperative furthermore the human and the capital resource were to be augmented because of the problem before India was not merely of economic development in terms of increasing production of goods and services or growth. We were also to ensure a mechanism of distributive justice encompassing all elements of social justice with special emphasis on alleviation of poverty, equality of opportunity and delivery of basic services to all. Four decades of planning show that the in India's economy a mix of public and private enterprise is too large and diverse to be wholly predictable or responsive to direction of the policy makers and planning authorities. Actual results usually differ in important respects from plan targets major shortcomings include insufficient improvement in income distribution and elevation of poverty delayed completions and cost overruns on many public sector projects and far too small a return on many public sector investments even though the plants have turned out to be less effective than expected. They help guide investment priorities, policy recommendations, and financial mobilization. Consequently, there is a shift in government's approach towards development. Instead of relying only on increase in general affluence to enhance the living standard of citizens. The approach is to consider the acquisition of minimum level of education, health, employment and nutrition as basic entitlements and recognize the key role of the state in providing them to every needy citizen in the country. There is also increased emphasis on promoting balanced development in which all regions in the country have the opportunity to develop evenly. This equality-promoting role demands that greater resources be allocated to the backward regions to remove gaps in the provision of basic services and human development. As a result, large investment will flow to those districts of the country which are classified as backward. Admittedly these are the most difficult districts to implement development programs because of poor governance structures, low organizational capacity, weak infrastructure and unequal power structure. If the programs can be implemented with a modicum of success in these backward regions is would remain steam development in the poorest parts of the country the Indian economy on the eve of the 11th plan is in a much stronger position than it was a few years ago However, large parts of our population are still to experience a decisive improvement in their standard of living. A great number of people still lack access to basic services such as health, education, clean drinking water, and sanitation facilities without which they cannot be empowered or even claim their share in the benefits of growth. These essential public services not only have an impact directly on welfare, they also determine economic opportunities for the future as they are critical inputs which determine the growth potential in the longer term. Now let us conclude the unit. equal distribution of benefits to all is an essential requirement for sustainable development of a nation. There is a need to explore processes through which the benefits of growth and development can be extended to the vast masses of India. The theoretical and experimental discussion in the previous phases provides insight into the ways and means to be adopted towards achieving this. Various organizations are also working towards this end. The government is even trying to find the ways of bringing the benefits of technology enabled learning to the rural areas to reduce the glaring digital divide. All this is essential to link growth with an improved human development index. Now let us move to the dependency theory. Dependency theory is the body of the social science theories by various intellectuals both from the third world and the first world that create a world view which suggests that the wealthy nations of the world need a peripheral group of poorer states in order to remain wealthy. Dependency theory first emerged in 1950s advocated by the Raoul Pribich whose research found that the wealth of a poor nation tended to decrease when the wealth of rich nation increased. The theory quickly divided into diverse schools. Some most notably Andre Gunder Frank adapted it to Marxism. Standard dependency theory differs sharply from the Marxism. However, arguing against internationalism and any hope of progress in less developed nations towards industrialization and a liberating revolution. Former Brazilian President Fernando Henrique Cardoso wrote extensively on dependency theory while in political exile. The American sociologist Emile Wallstein refined the Marxist aspect of the theory and called it the world system. Now, the next point is the Human Development Index (HDI). The Human Development Index is a comparative measure of life expectancy, literacy, education and standards of living for countries worldwide. It is a standard means of measuring well-being, especially child welfare. It is used to distinguish whether the country is a developed, developing or underdeveloped countries and also to measure the impact of economic policies on quality of life. The index was developed in 1990 by Pakistani economist. Mazboob and has been used since 1993 by the United Nations Development Program and its annual human development report. The HDI measures the average achievements in a country in three basic dimensions of human development. A long and healthy life as measured by the life expectancy expectancy at birth, knowledge as measured by the adult literacy rate with two-thirds weight and the combined primary, secondary and tertiary gross enrollment ratio with one-third weight, a decent standard of living as measured by the gross domestic product GDP. Per capita at purchasing power parity PPP in USD. Each year, UN member states are listed and ranked according to their measures. Those high on the list often advertise it. For example, Jean Christine, former Prime Minister of Canada. As a means of attracting talented immigrants economically, individual capital or discouraging immigration. Now, the next point is sustainable development. Sustainable development is a term used to describe methods of creating economic growth which protect the environment, relieve poverty and do not destroy natural capital in the short term at the expense of long-term development while many definitions of the term have been introduced over the years the most commonly cited definition comes from the report our common future more commonly known as the Brutland report which states that sustainable development is development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Now, let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.